Hatchet. Mother Proof. I'm the Kid Ruben. I'm the Mom Don. And this is a bonus episode. Bonus. What is that? I don't know. Why did you make that face? <laughs> bonus. <laughs> it, was, it was like the, um, I just forgot. I was, yeah. You okay? Yeah. I forgot the characters from the movie and where they do their own TV show and then they go in and Wayne's out. Wayne's World? Wayne's World, where they go in and out. That was like, <laughs> That's what that was. It's sucking my will to live. Yeah, that's what it was. Woo, woo, woo. That was it. Um, It's a bonus episode, like Mom said. Yay! You gonna be flagging that paper though the whole time? Or, <laughs> no, just, I don't even know if that picks up on our new mics. Oh, it might. It, it might not. It just yeah. Uh, what are we doing for this bonus episode, Mom? We are talking about our personal. Yes. Our personal. Yes. So yours gonna be different than me. Yes. I'm gonna be different than you. Definitely, mine would be different than the Academy Award nominated. Ones. Yeah. Our best choices of the best films of 2018. And these are full-length films that came full out. Full-length films. I was not allowed to have Bao, the short film that played before The Incredibles 2, on my list. Which we- I did ugly cry. Ugly cry by myself. I was in the theaters by myself. Uh, spoilers ahoy for this one. I mean, just because we're going to be talking about movies that came out this year, um, you might have not seen these movies. Uh, we'll, but you can watch it. You can rent it at Amazon Prime for $1.49. All of these movies are pretty much available. Like like now. I think the only... I only have one movie on my list that I do not think is currently available. Maybe two. And I have one. Yeah. it Stuff that's still in theaters. Other than that, most of the stuff... So if you, if you really don't want to hear... Like... And we probably will talk about the a major plots. Bit. Yeah, a so little like, bit. Uh, you know... Without trying to spoil any major things, I know there's one on mine that I have to say the spoiler of. Okay. Uh, Just be- we'll give the spoiler ahoy or whatever. We'll give you spoiler. Say. Yeah, spoiler ahoy. Um, so talk want- about. Go ahead and say about Bao. Bao was just okay. Real quick. Bao better than Incredibles two. Yes. Bao was better than Incredibles two. Huh? Yes, I could have watched. Well, even though I cried ugly, it was much better than Incredibles two. Yeah, it was. It was better. Uh, honorable mentions: stuff that didn't make the list. Ooh, my phone went off. I hope that didn't. Uh, Hope that didn't go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see if that p- picked up. Anyway, uh, honorable mentions: Incredibles two. Uh, I didn't make the list. Uh-uh. Now you name one that didn't make your list. Honorable mention for you because maybe it made my list. Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars didn't make. That's an honorable mention for yeah, you. Yeah, it didn't make my list. Uh, one that didn't make my list was "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the Mister <gasps> Rogers documentary. <laughs> it was very good. Yes. But it just didn't make my list this year. Okay. Well, I think it's good. Maybe it'll make my list next year. No. I don't know why I say it like that. That'll be something else. Okay, should we start or did you want to do the other thing? Okay, we're, let's do the other thing first because okay. I'm really excited about this. Okay. So one of our more popular moments this season, season, this year, just, not seasons. Just this year. Was the Dark Knight episode. Okay. Because you said that you, if you could be a superhero, you would be the Dawn because right. he's the Batman. Right. So... Uh, I said we were going to do this as a Patreon, but I think we're going to probably do this. We sh- probably will do this every episode in January. Or until just at the people end. stop giving us suggestions. Yeah. Um, we are going to read a scene from a movie. We- this episode will be a movie we've watched on the show. Sometimes it'll be a movie we've watched on the show. Sometimes it won't be. Uh, oh, don't worry. There's a couple that I found that we have not watched on the show yet. I'm like, this would be perfect for us to read. Okay. Uh, and we are going to read the scene uh, as the characters in the scene. So the first one ever, this is going to be, and here's the best part. You, Dawn, have not pre-read this. No. You have no idea. Like, you know what's happening. Yeah, because I saw the movie, so I know where I'm at. But yes. it's like, and yeah. So. Okay. I'm going to be reading stage directions. And Wait, are you going to read the other? I I'm going to do... read, no, I'm going to read the other character. Oh. You're so reading I one character. Read it all by myself? No, I'm reading stage directions of one character, and I will cut us off. I'll tell us when it's done. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit of a long scene. Kay. But it's a good scene. Okay. We are reading the scene from The Dark Knight. Uh, and I think you'll pick up which scene we're reading. No, I know what it is, but I just don't know. Do you want me to do my Batman voice or do you want me to do my mom voice? I want you I want you to do whatever you want. You know what? Do it in your mom voice. I will. Do okay. it in your totally just, regular mom voice. My te- preschool teacher voice. Do it in your preschool teacher voice because I'm not going to try and do some Heath Ledger voice here. Okay. I'm just going to do a totally normal voice. Uh, so, and here we go. Scene. Gordon steps out. The overhead light comes on. Batman is behind him. The Joker blinks in the harsh white light. Wham! The Joker's face hits the table. 
come up for air. Crack! Crack to the head. Batman is in front of him. The Joker stares, fascinated, bleeding. Joker. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the next. Crack! Batman's fist smacks down on the Joker's fingers. Joker. See? You wanted me. Here I am. I wanted to see what you do, and you didn't disappoint. You let five people die. Then you let Dent take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's that's cold. Where's Dent? Those mob fools want you dead so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. Then why do you want to kill me? The, <laughs> the Joker starts laughing. After a moment, he's laughing so hard it sounds like sobbing. <laughs> kill you? <laughs> I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 no. No, you... You complete me. You're garbage who kills for money. Don't talk like you're one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're a freak. <laughs> like me. They just need you right now. He regards Batman with something approaching pity. But as soon as they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. The Joker looks into Batman's eyes, searching. Their morals, their code, it's a bad joke, dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. You'll see. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, civilized people, they'll eat each other. <laughs> see, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Batman grabs the Joker and pulls him upright. Interior, observation room, MCU, Gotham Central, night. One of the detectives moves to the door. Gordon stops him. Gordon, he's in control. Interior, interrogation room. MCU, Gotham Central, night. Batman hoists the Joker up by the neck. Where's Dent? You have these rules, and you think they'll save you. I have one rule. Then that's the rule, the one rule, you'll have to break to know the truth. Which is? The only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight, you're going to break your one rule. Batman leans into the Joker. I'm considering it. There are just minutes left, so you're going to have to play my little game if you want to save <laughs> one of them. Them? For a while, I thought you really were, Dent, the way you threw yourself after her. Batman drops the Joker, rips up, up, rips up a bolted chair, a bolted down chair. Interior, observation room, MCU, Gotham Central, night. Gordon moves for the door. Interior, observation room, MCU, continuous. Batman jams the chair under the doorknob, picks the Joker, and hurls him into the two-way glass, the glass spiders. It's the interrogation room again. The Joker, bleeding from nose and mouth, laughs at Batman. <laughs> Look at you go! Does Harvey know about you and his little bunny? The Joker smashes into the wall, slides to the floor. Batman stands over him, a man possessed. Where are they? He grabs the Joker, holding him close. Killing is making a choice. Batman punches the Joker across the face, hard. Where are they? The Joker feeds off Batman's anger, loving it. You chose, you choose one life over the other. Your friend, the district attorney, or his blushing bride-to-be. Batman punches the Joker again. The Joker laughs. <laughs> you have nothing, nothing to threaten me with. Nothing to do with all your strength, but don't worry. I'm going to tell you where they are, both of them. And that's the point. You'll have to choose. The Batman stares at the Joker. <laughs> He's at 250 52nd Street and she's at Avenue X on Cicero. Batman drops him. The end. Yay! Good for us. That was fun. That was a lot of you reading, but that well, was yeah, fun. Oh yeah, cuz I'm I all liked the... it. <laughs> Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> okay, so I'm not an actor. No, no, but that was fun cuz it's because I just imagine, like, that whole scene, okay? And instead of, like, Christian Bale Batman, where are they? It's just you being like, excuse me. Where are they? I'll put you on timeout. And I'll hit you. Like this. <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> really hard. And I won't speak to you again. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Sorry, that was fun. All right, are we ready? Because I'm excited about this. You know what somebody should do if they have animating ability? You know what somebody should do is put us, like take the audio of us. Yes. And put it over that scene. That would be really funny. Because to just watch Christian Bale, be like, where are they? Where are they? 
So, all right. Um, probably doesn't line up, but okay. Are you ready for number 10? You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll let you go first. My number 10's a tie and I cheated and I, I have to admit I cheated. Nope, you cannot cheat. You pick one. That's not nope. fair. It is fair because your top 10 is 10, not 11. Pick one. Pick okay. one. My number 10 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. And my number 10 is Ant-Man and the Wasp because Ant-Man and the Wasp did something that not a lot of movies, specifically comedies, are able to do. Okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp was better than Ant-Man. It was a better sequel. It was a better comedy. It was, well, much better structured. This was an enjoyable superhero movie to come off the heels of Infinity War, which was sad and, and ominous. Ant-Man and the Wasp was a great, positive, enjoyable experience that sure ended on a kind of scary and ominous note. Yes. But really sets up this next Avengers movie and not obviously not more than Infinity War. Okay. But it gave us a great if Infinity War pitched the ball, uh Ant-Man swung at it. You know what I mean? Like and, right. and it kind of we can now see where the ball's going. Right. So I'm excited. I, I'm interested. I, I'm very I'm 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 excited to see where this goes and how this happens and I personally love can I say what it tied with? Yes. It tied with Black Panther. So oh, Black Panther funny. is my number 11. Okay. Because uh, I just felt like these both were very good Marvel movies to come out the same year as Infinity War, which Infinity War really is Marvel's Empire Strikes Back. Right. It was all leading up to this. Here we go. This is the big climax. So for these two movies to really hold their own against Infinity War, that's pretty good. Abs well, it was a good year for Marvel. Yeah, it was a great year for Marvel. Oh, man. So Well, very good. A good movie. Um, nine number 10 is when I just finished and you've been bugging me to see it for a long time. And I finally did. And even though it's number 10, I loved it. Mm -hmm. and that's ready player one. You just watched it. I just watched What'd it. What'd you today. think? Hello. Love the eighties music. Love the eighties references. Yes. Loved visually. I loved all of it. So I mean, it's a, it's a Spielberg movie. It's a total Spielberg movie, but I loved it. I loved that the DeLorean was there. I love that when he's going to go on the date and he keeps changing all the outfits. I'm like, that's Prince. That's Duran Duran. That is Michael Jackson. That I knew that is Buckaroo Bonsai. It, I, because we've also watched Buckaroo Bonsai. Because now. we've watched it, but because in the eighties, I mean, in 1980, I was a freshman in high school. In 1984, I was a senior in high school. So Yeah. Do you think that uh, – did you notice – there's a lot of hidden stuff in this movie. Yeah. Did you notice the cocktail sign? No. When they're in H's apartment and he's changing, yes. the cocktail sign is just <sighs> on the wall. I, I think I would like to read the book. The book is very different. So Spielberg Spielberg to the movie. Oh, okay. Here's what I mean. It You cannot look – at the book and the movie and say which is better. Okay, Steven so Spielberg, two different entities. Yeah, Steven Spielberg is very good at taking the base idea Got it. and making something that's similar but different. He's, he's very good at taking this book and saying, okay, here's what would work thematically. Like, okay. here's what would work on screen. There is a part in the book that features him doing a Rush guitar solo. That's really not movie. Right. That's, that's not very movie. The character of Irock is completely different in the movie. The the guy with the big skull chest and like oh, the Oh yeah. So I wanted to ask you the kid yeah. who plays Z? I don't uh who played Z. The main character? Uh Is he has he been in anything else that yeah, we've seen? Yeah, he's uh he's all over the place. He's okay. he's in a couple things. Okay. I'm I'm sure that he's been in other things. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that." That but guy. I number don't. 10. That was my number 10. That's your number 10. Really? What do you think of the shining sequence? So funny. When they're in there and the music's playing. But I think that obviously not to that level. Uh-huh. But I think that with this VR technology, we're kind of on our way to stuff like that. Right. And I thought the, the stacks area was an interesting concept. It was so cool. To, and to see how people are living and that's a that's a movie that I would that will probably show up on the show eventually. It's like good. like in like properly. Right. Uh it obviously. Was good. I, we didn't say this at the top, but a movie showing up on this list does not eliminate it from ever showing up on the nope, show. it does not because we have to talk. Yeah. Because some movie. of these movies have shown up on the show already. Right. Um, um, and I also wanted to tell you because, you know, I watch the closed captioning. Read the closed captioning so I don't have to have it so loud. Um, cracked me up when it first started. Jump from Van Halen starts. And it says that my word said 80s rock. And I was like, no, that's, you know, all those songs. And then I even had to watch the credits at the end because it was a Holland Oates song. Yeah. But so, there, I mean, there's so many music. references. Yes. And even the main character uh, 
Parsifal. Uh huh. He like he himself is just this mishmash of all these '80s characters. Love it. He wants to be Ferris Bueller. He wants to be these cool characters, but he's not. He's just yeah. But I loved it. It was um, really really good. Dido and Shoto. Did you see the reveal of H coming? Yes. Like, you you felt like that was pretty obvious. Yes, I figured it was either that. Or it was literally like a show, like an eleven-year-old kid. You, you, you thought it was so. The big reveal is that his best friend, and it's much more written out in the books because obviously the book is much longer than the movie, right? But it's much more written out in the book that there's this build-up that you know him and his his best friend, his best friend who goes to high school. With, well, it's actually, and she's a little bit older too yes. in the uh, in the book. No, older, older. I think she's in her twenties or thirties. Oh. She's older, right? Well, but you could kind of tell that. Some, something. So, yeah. But it was what gave it away from me was the shining scene with all the blood. And he's like, eee! So I was like, it's either really young. Or, or someone who doesn't like scary movies. Though. Yeah. But I love, I love the shining scene when H has never seen the shining. Right. So H falls into the traps of the shining. Where just, they're like, no. I mean, just that whole movie, just the little girls, can you help me? And as someone who's seen The Shining, you're like, no, no, yeah. the little girls are I've bad. I've never seen The Shining. Oof. But the lady in the shower, that's from The Shining. Like, right. everything is from The Shining. A lot of people were upset we didn't get any sort of Jack Nicholson cameo in that. Like, like uh, it, that, that's a dicey thing because that's expensive. Right, exactly. To use it, Jack, I mean, there's like. You see his hands come down. Right. You see this. It it's expensive enough. to use Jack Nicholson. Yeah, like, and I, I don't think it enough. needed it. No, it was enough. All right. Number nine. Is it my number nine or yes. your number nine? Your number nine. Number nine. Number nine. My number nine is Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh. Wreck-It Ralph 2 was great and it stood on its own because here's what it didn't rely on. A lot of these movies that they come out. They rely on marketing. They rely on, look, this character's back. Look, 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 look at this character. Look, 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 look. Yes, I get that they had the whole sequence with the Disney princesses and the going to the Disney website. So seeing the Marvel characters, seeing seeing the Disney characters, seeing the Star Wars characters all together on screen. Yes, yes, that's so amazing. But what I mean is this movie was not about video games anymore. It's now about the internet. It. So it did a really good job at moving away from video games to the internet, but still telling a really good story that did not, that didn't feel uh, super overdone. Okay. Uh, Bill Hader steals this movie, and he's not even one of the build actors. Yeah, uh, he steals this movie. He's hysterical in this movie. He's in it for like maybe four or five. Was oh, he the information guy? No, that's Alan Tudyk of all people. Okay, he is—he's a pop-up. Oh, how funny! Of the hey, you want to see this? Don't you want to win games for money? Like he's <sighs> what they are on the internet, right? Is there those street not like, but you know those peddlers of like, yeah. hey man, hey man, come here, come here, come here. Don't you want this? Don't you want this? That's what he is, that's and he's funny. so funny. He's great. Uh, Sarah Silverman has her own Disney princess song. This solidifies that Vanellope is a Disney princess. Nice. Uh, it's very fun. One of the best sequences in this movie is at the very end. I haven't seen uh, it yet. I'm not. It's not a big spoiler, but they do this really cool thing. It's a scene that involves all of the Disney princesses. Okay. Okay. But as they appear on screen, the music changes to be that princess's theme. Nice. It's a. I mean, it's very subtle, but it's like like Pocahontas comes swooping in on the the wind, and you see. It does the total the colors of the wind, the colors of the wind, and then Ariel's swimming through this water. Okay, Moana at one point makes this giant thing of water, and Ariel swims through it, and it's like really cool. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh yeah, I guess that if Moana made a giant pillar of water, then Ariel could swim there. It's just like really cool to see like Moana be doing this, like this make this giant thing and then right as she like finishes it you just see ariel shoot through it and like it's like whoa wait what oh that's good okay so that's a, it was i a, haven't seen it yet it was very fun it was great it was a really cool way to show the internet if that makes sense yes to show how from the inside how does the internet work um, yeah okay your turn and I, it's only on the not on my list because i haven't seen it yeah so okay my number nine is black panther okay fair i loved black panther black panther was great it was fantastic and fun and the costumes and everything. I loved it. So it makes Black me Black Panther happy. did such a good job at creating something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Wakanda does not exist. No. But to create this entire – because when they first announced it, I was worried. 
Okay. Go, how do you create Wakanda in an already established MCU? Right. To be like, oh, also this place exists. Like, how do you do that? Beautifully. Beautifully. Yeah. To just be like, no one knows it exists. And even Andy Serkis, and I don't think we talked about this, he calls it El Dorado. He's like, they were looking in South America. It's in Africa. To just be like, Wakanda is the fabled city of El Dorado. They right. just didn't know the name, so they called it El Dorado. Perfect. Great. I love it. I love that that's, your, that's how you fit Wakanda in. It's always been there. Yep. It's just a mythical. Great like, movie. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. All right. Number eight for you. I'm going to let you go first. No. Why? It has to go this way. Okay, fine. Whatever. My number eight is Deadpool 2. Oh, I did not see that one because you said no. I saw Deadpool 2 four times in theaters. Wow. I did not fall asleep once. I stayed perfectly awake because every single time I watched it, I enjoyed it the exact same amount. Sure, there's a couple jokes that don't land. That's every comedy. Right. This movie is great. It is a great comedy sequel. It is one of the few comedy sequels that holds up to or is better than the original. Comedy sequels don't work because they just rely on the same bits. Right. That's usually why they're not that funny. Right. But this movie was so funny and so good and so smart. And it just... The cameos that it used and did, and people didn't realize that they were cameos until weeks after this movie came out. Like Matt Damon is in this movie. Brad Pitt is in this movie. It, it does a really, really good job at just having fun with itself and uh-huh. enjoying itself. And I don't know if we're going to get a third one. I don't know what's going to happen because of this whole Fox, Marvel, Disney deal. Right. I don't want Deadpool in the MCU. Right. You know what I mean? I, I don't need it. I, it's a fun to have on its own. I don't need to see him punching Captain America because the second that we get Deadpool in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's just going to be all about Deadpool. Right. Is like, he like an anti-hero? Yeah, he does whatever pays the most. Got it. So right. he doesn't care either way. So I, I think for me, it's just an enjoyable movie. Like Julian Dennison, I probably butchered his name. He's the kid that plays this kid that Deadpool kind of... Not literally, but metaphorically adopts. Kind of like mentors, maybe? Yeah, he mentors his kid. And he steals the movie. The guy who plays Colossus steals it. Everyone is amazing in this movie. They all oh, do great. Okay. They're all funny. They're all clever. They're all smart. Like, nobody was written poorly, and they all play it so well. It's just, it's a fun movie. It's enjoyable. I do think it's kind of a downside that they've released three different versions of it now. The theatrical, the unrated, and they just came out with... Once Upon a Deadpool, which went to theaters, and it was PG-13, and it had this whole subplot yeah, of Fred Savage is now there, but he's, Fred Savage as an adult okay. has been kidnapped okay. by Deadpool, okay. and he's wearing what he wore in Princess Bride, and he is taped to the bed, and the room <laughs> looks like the room from Princess Bride, Oh, that's funny. and Deadpool is reading him the story of Deadpool 2. Okay, so they, they added a bunch because they had to take out a lot because there's a lot of... Naughty stuff. Yeah. At one point, Deadpool gets ripped in half by the juggernaut. Deadpool can take it because he's Deadpool. He can always regenerate. Oh, okay. But how do you show that in PG-13? You really don't. Yeah, so don't. Um, also, Ryan Reynolds doing double duty in this movie. Uh, it's very funny. This was not like a popular thing that they advertised because in the, in the uh, credits, uh-huh. the juggernaut is billed... As himself. The Juggernaut is a giant CGI character. He does not play himself. Oh, that's funny. That's Ryan Reynolds doing the voice of the Juggernaut. Oh, that's As great. well as, like, playing Deadpool. Deadpool. Wow, I love it. Yeah. All right, my number eight. We've already talked about it, so we agree. Ant-Man 2. I'm surprised that two Marvel movies have made your top ten. Yes. Minimum. No, that's it. What? No, that's it. Um, I love Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Love the guy, Douglas. Uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Love the woman. Evangeline Lilly. Yes. Yeah. Great screen. Michael Pena. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing. Great cast. Funny. The little girl is adorable. Uh, great popcorn movie. You know, mm-hmm. just turn your brain off and go have. I was working a split shift and I went, left work, went to see the movie, went back to work. It's, it's just, really it's great. It's absolutely a popcorn movie. Uh, you know who steals that movie? The little girl. I think his name is Russell Park, Randall okay. Park. 
Yes. The the agent. The agent. He's oh pretty funny in it. Oh my gosh. He's good. Where he's like teaching himself magic. Like anytime he just shows up is a great scene because he's, he's really funny. He he's goofy, and I'm bummed out that this is him being used in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because I would love for him to show up as a more sure, you know what I mean. Because like Chris Evans can't show up again in a Marvel movie as a different character. Right, because be like you're Captain America. Right, right. Bobby Cannavale is someone else who he plays the stepdad. Oh yeah. I was so bummed out that that's what they used Bobby Cannavale on. I like him too. Because he's great. He's fantastic. But he's like he should be more than just like side character stepdad. Like he right. can't show up ever again. No. All right. Your okay. number seven. My number seven has already been talked about. Oh. My number seven is Ready Player One. Ooh. Ready Player One is one of my, uh, like, it's Spielberg. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's enjoyable. Absolutely. Ah, it's, it's great. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. My number seven, which I'm sure we'll be talking about it because it'll be on your list. No, okay. it won't. I'm kidding. Is Peter Rabbit. I never saw it. What? <laughs> I've seen it literally like six times. Why? First of all, because I love it. Yeah. It's so cute. Second of all, cast is amazing. Visually, it's so much fun. Um, and I babysit. So I've played it for all my kids that I babysit because I think it's hysterical. Oh, and you like James Corden. I do. I would like to meet him. Is he one of your boyfriends? No. No. <laughs> no. You know, he's the guy that you want to have coffee with. He seems very nice. Yeah. I hope he is nice. He seems nice. But I also hope he's not one of those guys who just seems nice. No, he is a And then you wife. approach him on the street and you're like, hey, and he's like, don't talk to me. I'm Jack. Yeah, no. Well, I wouldn't approach him any. Well, yes, I would. I'd be like, hello. Like that with a little wave. So that, love the movie, love the cast, love the CGI, love the dialogue. I love, uh, I love this movie so much. I bought it for your grandma for like Christmas or something, a birthday yeah. or something. Because it's the best. It's the, I, I should Number probably seven. watch it. Oh, yeah. Do it. You know what I'm worried? I'm interested if it showed up on your list. Well, uh, but I don't want to guess it because I'm like, right, we'll just, but then I'm going to say it at the end. You're going to be like, oh, my gosh. How did that not make my list? Probably. But let's not talk uh, about Because I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. Well, duh. But like. Anybody that's ever listened to this show. Is there a movie. movie that's similar to that also on your list? I don't think so. Maybe a sequel? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, because that was one. There's a. Black Panther, a couple of these movies, Ready Player One. They're movies I'm like, wait, that came out in 2018? Oh, yeah. So, no, no, no. I think what you're thinking of is not what I was thinking of. It's not going to be on your list. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So, all right. So, your number six? My number six? Yes. Did that pick up in the mic? I don't know. There, I did it for you. Okay. Well, no, you can't do it twice. Just well, one on. time? Yeah. Well, because now, hold on. So, if I did it once, then half the universe erased. And then you did it. Well, you're not wearing the glove. I'm wearing the glove. And then I did it again. So now only, oh, now I did it three times. So that means half the universe. And if I snap again, that's another half. So that's. Oh, so it's Infinity Wars. Infinity War was so good. Didn't it make my the, list. It was the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's why whatever comes next won't be as good. It'll still be good, but it will not be as good. People are like, it's going to be better. It's not going to be better. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be better because it's the resolution. The conflict, what makes that movie so good is how when you realize there is 10 minutes left and nothing good is happening, characters are literally disappearing. It was good. Yeah. It just wasn't good enough to be on my list. We went, me and my best friend Taylor and our friend DJ went and saw that in theaters. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there and sometimes I like to look stuff up to find stuff out before I didn't look up anything. Ooh. I didn't know. And I remember sitting there. And the characters start vanishing and ready for the, this is the, what the th I think I talked about this last show. I don't remember. This is what happens in the theater. Ready? Uh-huh. What? Huh? No, 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 no. Oh, what? <laughs> and then that dumb Spider-Man scene. Yes. Where he's like, oh, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. I'm British. Oof. <laughs> yes. And he like fades away to nothing, which doesn't make any sense, which I get it. He totally ad-libbed that whole right. thing, by the way, but it doesn't make any sense. Why does nobody else not feel good? Right. Exactly. Everyone else is just like, have a great day. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> Poof. All um, right. Well, that's a good, it's good. It just didn't make my list. It's, it's good. It also, 
I'm very interested to how they solve the snap, how they solve this problem of half the universe disappearing. Okay. Because I think I've talked about this on the show. I don't remember. Okay. But if the snap happens and half right. the universe disappears, okay? Yes. I'm flying a plane. Yes. Wee! Full of people. Wee! Yes. We're over an island. Okay? Yes. No, no. And there's a little man living on the island. Wee! And the entire plane vanishes. Well, the, not the plane, but all the people on it. All those people are fine, okay? Or they're, okay. They, they've been snapped. They're disappeared. Okay. The plane crashes into the man who yes. lives on the island by himself. He now dies from the plane crash, not from the snap. The Avengers or whatever go, oh, we fixed the snap. Everyone's back from the snap. What about that? that guy. <laughs> what about that guy who died because the plane that had nobody in it crashed? I think they're going to have to, they're going to have to solve it. A week. Like if they're just like, everyone's back now. Like, and they do some sort of like, they return. I'm going to get upset. It has to really like be something weird, like alternate dimensions or time travel. Like you can't just be like, we beat up Thanos and we made him snap again. Now everyone's back. Like it, it's got to be something much more complex than like we threw our fists around and now we win. Congratulations. Bye, Robert Downey Jr. And then he just like dies or something. Oh. Well, he's not. He's not coming back. Neither is Chris Evans. That's what's going to be hard about these movies oh. because do you want to know whose contracts are reportedly expired i think you've mentioned this before but robert downey jr chris evans mark ruffalo chris hemsworth all the main ones all the main ones uh there the rumor the big rumor is that only two of the original six avengers will be left at the end of the movie if hulk dies i will lose it you cannot kill the hulk but you just said mark ruffalo i know just have him go into a little space Bye, Mark Ruffalo. He's he's out there, but we don't need to see him ever. But maybe we'll call him on the phone and we'll hear his voice. Like That's I just funny. you can't kill the Hulk because yeah. I will like be like I'm gonna cry if Iron Man dies. Iron Man is a jerk alcoholic. The Hulk has done nothing wrong except accidentally kill a bunch of people. <laughs> but he's a great character. But he has a temper problem. Whatever. You're like I'm good. Okay. So no, that's a good one, but not on my list. My number six. Is Won't You Be My Neighbor? Oof. The Mr. Rogers documentary. Fantastic. And hey, we had something similar with our number sixes. What? Cry fast. No doubt. You cried in Infinity Wars? You didn't? No. Why not? It's a comic book movie. All of those characters are dead. But they're not real. Yeah, but we're never going to. Why? Okay, we are going to see them again because Loki. Got his own TV show now on the Disney Plus thing. So it's going to be a season of a Loki show. Nice. So it's obviously going to take place before that movie because he got choked out um, right. by Josh Brolin. So like, I like him. Josh Brolin or Loki? Loki. So. But like, no, I, absolutely. I cry. When I realized there was 10 minutes left of this movie and all these characters are disappearing, I was like, they're going to bring them back because it makes money. But like, where are they going? Aw, I'm sorry. Well... Mine was Won't You Be My Neighbor. It's a Mr. Rogers documentary. Fantastic film about how he started and all these things. I mean, I knew because I was a kid and I watched Mr. Rogers. But to see the behind the scenes, to hear his wife talk, his kids, all the people that he worked with. It's an amazing film. So if you, like you said, it's a documentary about Mr. Rogers. And fantastically man, yeah, made. It's... it's good. It's really, really good. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to see it. And I don't want to like poo-poo the film because it's very amazing yes but here's what it felt like to me okay something happened in america how did mr rogers respond to it something terrible happened in america how did mr rogers respond to it something terrible you know what i mean right like, so that was like, kind it, of it's not bad right but it really is like a here's all the terrible things that happened while mr rogers was on the air how did he respond to it on his show he stuck it to people pretty hard sometimes. He did. But, but and I just, I love the one scene where it's right at the beginning of the movie and the kids are talking to him and the one little girl goes, Mr. Rogers, I want to tell you something. And he's like, sure. And she's like, I like you. And all the people behind her kind of start chuckling, you know, and he said, well, I like you too. Thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> I love that. It was good. I cried when Daniel Tiger first showed up. Oh, yeah. Because to hear Daniel Tiger again was like, because, yeah, you got Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, Ruby. Don't cry when that show comes on. Also, why do you watch Daniel Tiger's <laughs> Neighborhood as an almost 30-year-old? I don't. <laughs> right, I've but it's seen... not the same. It's Yeah, because he's dead. Right, and it's a little, Daniel Tiger is a little boy. and he's... It's like his son. Is that whose son? Daniel like... Tiger's son. Oh, got it's it. It's like Daniel Tiger Jr. 
Oh, okay. Um, don't ask me how I know that. But so there you go. But I cried then. Yes. Uh, I thought when Mr. Rogers stuck it to the whole people that were pouring bleach in the like when African American oh, people right. were going into pools like public pools, and these pool owners were pouring bleach, which is horrible. That's disgusting. Right. Like how disgusting of a human being do you have to be to just because you disagree with the way somebody looks, which is disgusting in itself. But that but was to the then time. yeah, but to physically harm them. That's right. a, that's right. my brain can't process that. And for him to be like, Oh, hey, what up, idiots? Look what me and my mailman are doing. Sticking our feet in the pool together. Did you notice my mailman's skin color? And then he flipped the bird to the camera no, and was like, No, he did not flip the nerds. bird because it's... And like... he did that 90s like thing where you like point to your... Like, he no, was like, no, 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 And then he was like, Roger's out. And he punched the camera and it was like did that glass breaking effect. Mm-hmm. And he picked the camera back up again. He was like, oh, still here? Guess what? My butt, it's for you. And put his butt on the camera. <laughs> That was a weird part of the documentary, huh? <laughs> that was, in, and none of that was in the film. The, so. the except the mailman and and sharing yeah, the but like, pool. But like, what a this is what a what a cool passive aggressive way. Exactly to, to say, just look, like, huh, you're wrong. Nothing wrong with this, huh, kids? Yeah. This is pretty cool. Exactly. And it's the kids hot? were like, "Yeah, you're right, Mr. Rogers. My dad sucks." I don't think that. <laughs> well, I okay. mean, like, but. Not obviously not in a joking way, right? But like at the same time, a lot not a lot, but some of these kids probably who are just watching public television are not raised in the the best homes, right? So they're seeing things that are not okay, and they're interacting with their parents or their families or their guardians or whoever. And the themes, I mean, the thinking was different back then. Yeah, in in a horrible way, and so for these kids, like imagine being of like not white. And seeing, like, someone like me is going into a pool and getting physically assaulted. Right. And then this guy comes on who doesn't look like me and is telling me it's okay and going, what is it? Like, what's this guy? And then bringing his mailman who looks like me and going, look, we're friends. Right. He's my friend. Was he mailman or cop? He was a cop. He was a that police was even, officer. That was even more groundbreaking. He was a police officer. Yes. It's good. <laughs> and I do, I do like the scene where... Um, the public broadcasting needs money or something, and the government is going to um, try to cut the funding. And the guy who, the senator who's leading it, is not very A kind. big jerk. Well, whatever. But nothing anybody is saying. He's like, oh, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Mr. Rogers kicks the door in. Well, he pretty what much up, does. What up, Guess who's back? <laughs> no, because, you know, he says, because the senator doesn't want everybody to read their statements. He just wants to talk. And he says, if you want to read it, you can. He goes, no, I'll just tell you. And he starts talking to him, and then he says, let me read this song that I sing. And he and he reads it, and they're showing the senator, and his whole body language changes. changes. He goes from that hard, I'm not listening stature to soft, hands are kind of above the mouth listening. He's he's listening. Like, really, it, and it's, feeling it. It's very hard to explain. Like, it's weird. You're, you're saying it, and I feel like when someone explains the body posture of listening, right. he's listening. He's listening, and, and emotional. And then he says... Well, congratulations. You just got $2 million with that song. Yeah. You know, you did it. Do you know what I felt like changed it for me? Huh. Is in that scene, and this is something, I've watched the whole video, but I've skipped around. Like, it's a it's a really interesting and really cool video to watch the whole thing in its Absolutely. entirety. Absolutely, I enjoyed it. The very beginning, he's like, well, I'm not going to read, but you said you read, and you promised that you read it, so I believe that. And you can just see him go like... Well, if you want to read it, you can. <laughs> but But him kind of being like, oh... He's serious about this. Yes, absolutely. Like, like he says, hey, I, I believe that you said you did it, so I'm going to trust you. Even though we're on opposing sides, you said you did something, I, I trust you. you. Yeah. I believe you. And I think he was like, oof. Because sure, he probably, like, let's say he just skimmed it. Like, did he read it? Did he we not read know. it? We don't know. But even if he just skimmed it, it's still that, like, this guy who I do not agree with says he believes in me? Who? What? Like exactly. in a good way. Like... Right, exactly. So that was my number six. Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, okay. Number five. Number, oh boy, we're getting there. Top five. We did it. Woo-hoo! That's it. All my top five is just Infinity War. No. Number five is Sorry to Bother You. Okay. Have Sorry... you seen it? No, I don't expect you to. Okay. Sorry to Bother You is, Sorry to bother you is a bonkers film. Uh, Sorry to Bother You, to me, is very reminiscent of Get Out. Where it takes a a real fear 
and creates a metaphor around it. Uh, the entire movie is unsettling. Okay. You don't know why you feel so unsettled. Um, there's a couple subplots that are going on that are very strange, very weird. Uh, it's set in this weird future. Um, it, it, it's it's in the future. It's directed by Boots Riley, who is from Oakland and has seen Oakland. And the movie takes place in Oakland. I have okay. driven past some where the this is his real name is in Boots. It might be. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I just no. That's good. But good yeah. for him. Him and Dora used to go on adventures, and now he makes movies. Now he makes movies. Uh, no, but yeah, because Bo- he's probably never had that joke put at him. I mean, probably not because he's an adult man and was an adult when that show was on. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I just feel like okay. Like I think somebody said it to him one like, time. Hey, like, where's Dora? And he was like, Hey. I'm a grown-up. I'm a grown-up. And then punched him right in the mouth. Okay. And then Mr. Rogers kicked the door and was like, guess who's back? And he farted on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's rude. All right. Um, Sorry to Bother You is incredible. Uh, and I really love where we're going with movies and with, with horror. And <laughs> Sorry to Bother You takes the strangest turn I've ever seen a movie take. The entire movie is about this guy... And he's, a, he's an African-American guy. I don't remember his character's name, but he's a great actor. Like Keith Stanfield, I believe is how you say his name. He's working at this call center. Okay. Uh, and then this other guy that he interacts with, it's Danny Glover of all people, Okay. tells him, hey, he's not making any calls with his real voice. He goes, use your white voice. So he starts using this white voice. It's Patton Oswalt's voice coming from him. Oh, weird. and then he gets promoted up, and he gets promoted up, and his friends are starting to to rebel against the company because they want a union, and blah blah blah. And he's getting moved up in this company to sell this weird stuff, and they're just salesmen. They're selling and they're selling. Well, eventually he gets like to the highest highest peak of this company, and this guy played by Army Hammer is like who is gross in this movie. The he is Lone dis- Ranger. Yes, but he's disgusting in this movie in a good way. He's a great actor. He like tricks him to take in this drug and or whatever well come to find out this company is turning people into horses yeah it takes the strangest turn Ew. they're turning like it's very hard to explain and, yeah, and i don't want to you don't have to tell but it's anymore. weird like i hope this movie gets some sort of recognition that doesn't have to be the oscars i hope that that boots riley is able to say my award-winning film Sorry to bother you because this movie is so bizarre, but I love this horror genre that's coming out of just things are, are weird. And it's, I love that horror is coming back and it doesn't have to be a big monster is chasing a bunch of college kids through the forest. Right. Like it's, it draws on your actual fears and it draws on stuff that you think is safe. You think is okay. And then it just flips you. It's why I loved get out. It's why I love this. It's, it's so interesting to take a fear that has not been previously explored in film. Okay. And, and to, to flip it. And, and, or to take something so natural, a natural fear, and to make that a supernatural fear. Is, 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 and not supernatural, like ghosts. No, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, interesting. Okay, so my number five. What? What? It's the quiet place. Why are you being quiet? Because it's the quiet place. Oh, someone's at the door. Who is it? Oh, it's the ear monster. <laughs> no. Ooh. So, uh, I saw this. I loved it. It's definitely not what I normally watch. Uh, because I did not, when my friend and I went to see it, Eileen, who's been on the show before, I didn't realize it was such a horror film. I really <laughs> and truly didn't. Um, so, I spent about 50% of this film looking at it through my fingers. Mm-hmm. But f- great film. Emily Blunt and her husband... John Krasinski, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing, amazing. The young woman who plays their daughter. She's actually deaf. Fantastic. Good for her. Good for John Krasinski for casting her. And for Good saying for, yes. If her for saying yes. Now, I do not believe that someone should get a job just because of who they are. I think you should earn it. And but she like, did. She earned it. She's phenomenal in this, this movie. This whole cast is amazing. So And they barely talk. D- they, no. And when they do talk, it's almost like this. Who? <gasps> 
Because I was a little scared when they started talking. You are so nervous when they talk. Yeah, yeah. Every single time you hear a word, you're like, please stop talking. talking." Well, the first scene right out the bat, I'm like, okay, I didn't know about this and I'm not going to mention it. I don't want to say anything about it. But did that scene totally, in a good way, ruin the rest of the movie? Because you have no idea what's going to well, happen. Well, yeah, because Eileen and Nothing I looked at each other and I'm like, safe. I didn't know that was going to happen. And and the one other scene that we were both the whole time, watch out, be careful. When Emily Blunt is coming down the stairs and there's the nail. The nail. The nail. The whole time. Because they show like, there's only like four people in this movie. But like, the, everyone yeah. and their moms needs to run up and down the stairs while that nail's out. Yeah. But it's not like they all step on it. They just, every time someone gets close, they show it and you're like, ah, the nail! Yeah, that's totally what we did the whole time. Oh, a quiet place. But that's what I mean. A quiet place, another great horror movie. Great. Why is talking? Like, why is communication scary? Right. Oh. You're like, shh, shh. So it was very good. So number five, quiet place. Um, You're no- number four? Yeah, it's funny. Both of number fives were horror movies. Good. You're not what, a horror movie major. T- no, a horror movie major top 10. Did we do a top 10 last year? Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. Split. Was Split in your top 10? Yes. Was Split your number one? No. I And I don't think we, I don't know if we did a top 10, but we did like the top films of the what we had done yeah. for the first year. Okay. Um, number four. Number four. A little bit of a flip. My number four is eighth grade. Oh, I didn't Bo, get to see that Bo one Burnham's yet. film about a young girl going into high school this movie could have taken a lot of turns that would have been stereotypical and boy did it skirt the line in a good way a lot of times okay uh there's a scene with a boy that you just get so nervous about and you get so afraid for this girl because you're an adult and you want to protect her oh because she is elsie fisher is phenomenal in this movie she is great she cares almost too much because she's an eighth grader. Right. She wants to be cool. She wants to be liked. You want her to be safe and protected. Because is she a little weird? Yeah. Because uh, she's an eighth grader. I was going to say, aren't most eighth graders a little like, weird? Oh, man. Is this movie great? Oh, so should I see this? Yes. This movie's fantastic. It got an R because of the swearing. And okay. Bo Burnham was like, it's eighth graders. Yeah. So he, so he, what he did was there was a bunch of theaters all – I mean the production company did it too. But theaters all across America that showed the movie for free only for under 13-year-olds because so, eighth graders. So they right. can see this, this movie that they relate to. They understand. It was incredible to me. That a guy my age was able to look into the mind of an eighth grade girl. Oh, yeah. And fully, just fully understand it. It It was really good. Excellent. All right. My number four Mm -hmm. is a documentary. Look at me, Miss Documentary Girl. Yeah, who are you? Pick of the litter. Pickle litter. Pick of the litter. And I know you said you don't want to see it, but I think you'd really like it. It's about like puppies and they all die or something, right? None of them die. It's about five puppies and they're all... Puppies? Fr- that was my Cruella de Vil voice. Did it, it sounded more like the the plant from Little Shop of Horrors. Kind of did. Feed me puppies? Yeah. So, let me talk. Okay. <laughs> this These puppies are bred to... <laughs> these puppies are bred? <laughs> they're not real bred. They're puppies. <laughs> anyway... To be guide dogs for the blind. Oh. No, no, no. No, no, I mean, that's like, oh. Right. So this is the story, and it's so cute. They, when they're born, there are, there's five of them. So three boys and two girls, three black ones and two yellow ones. And I think they're retrievers. Or labs. Or labs or something. I get those two dogs mixed up. Anyway, and they're named by the, the people who named them, and they're all the letter P. So it's like Pinkles? No. Poppet and Primrose are the girls. Patriot Pumpernickel? No, I forgot the fourth one. Boy. Stop, stop, stop. Patriot and something else. Potomac. Okay, cool. And then the fifth one is Phil. (laughs) Is Phil would you say Phil is the fat one? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kinda cute. But so it's Is Phil the dumb one? No. 
is Potomac the dumb one? No, and there's no dumb ones. It's just their story. So what it is is the, all these puppies are they go to foster homes where they're caregivers where sure, they yeah. they learn how to just be puppies and they start with the training they have to be in their crate and then they have to do this and so it also is the story of the people that become the foster parents you That's know some cool. are brand new some I've done it a long time so this is what happens you're either a guide dog and you make it through all the testing it's like a 21 month process yeah or if you're a girl you're a breeder, so then you, you're you not a guide dog, you're a breeder, so then you have puppies. Or your career changed, which means it's not bad, which means you don't, you're not a guide dog, whether you don't Did have- Phil's careers change pretty hard? No. I feel like Phil's career, like Phil yeah. showed up and they were like, no, 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 buddy, this one's not for you. I'm not even going to tell you. But let me just tell you this. But none of them, like, die or anything? No. Because like, I also feel like it'd be like they'd show you these five cute puppies and then, like, they'd, like it'd show the picture and eventually one would fade away. And you'd be like, wait, what happened to that dog? Well, like, it was it, hit by a car, No, idiot. no, 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 no. It's interesting, too, the, all the training that, that there is actually car training where the trainer is walking the dog and there is purposely from their company a car that gets close a car, because cars do that and the dogs are walking. They're safe. It's not bad. No, but No, but I would not want that job. All right, Ruben, what you got to do is drive the car close to the blind human. Well, no, but the human's not blind. <laughs> no, but I know. And a, and a dog. You but have it's... to get your car dangerously close to an animal that doesn't understand what's happening, Ruben. Well, and they are that they understand. So anyway. You know what I mean. They'd show the five puppies little pictures and then each story and then the puppy, the little picture fades away. I don't want to tell you because you really need to see Do they it. die? Nobody dies. Okay. I'm trusting you. Yes. I'm going to see this puppy documentary, and then if, if at the end it's like, oh, by the way, no. Phil died. Nope. Okay. Nope. And she I'm only name-dropping Phil because he's the only one, well, the one I remember. So can, can you want me just to tell you or no? No, let's not because you guys need to see this. Let me just say this. One career changed. Is it Phil? Just tell me if it's Phil. No, wait. It's not Phil. Two, <laughs> two career change. Phil? No. Two become guide dogs. Okay. And one's a breeder. Phil. Phil's not a breeder. Phil's a boy. Anyway, I don't know. But no, it's not Phil. It's a good film. And it, it does it from, like I said, the foster, the people that are going to maybe get the dogs. It's a whole, the trainers. You get this whole perspective that you didn't even know about. Yeah, totally. So check it out. It's called Pick of the Litter. Uh, I think it was three ninety nine or five ninety nine on Five ninety nine on Amazon Prime, so it's definitely worth. Five ninety nine. A couple of yeah. Not worth it that much. No, it is. I oh no, I was to say I think I still have it. You can watch it, but no. Okay, right. your number three. Number three. It's a quiet place. It's so good. It's so good. Was it top five for you? Yeah. You know what that means? What? This might be the only movie that made both of our top fives, which on average, if you averaged it, yep. Would hypothetically mean that we think it That's is the best movie. movie of the year. Yeah, both of us. Yeah. It's what, well, if if you combined both of ours. Yeah. Compared to every other movie, the scores of every movie. Right. This would be the best. So unless something else lines up. Pops up. I don't think it will. I do not think it will. So. But no, I love Quiet Place. Quiet Place is great and amazing and it's fantastic. Excellent. Okay, my number three. That's right. We're on three. Is Christmas Chronicles. Really? I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. We if talked you haven't about... listened to the Christmas Chronicles episode, that just came out like a couple days ago. But... Yeah, go back and listen to it. But no, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Love Kurt Russell. Love all of it. Kurt so... Russell's the best. I went to Shake Shack the other day, which just opened in, uh, yeah. near us. Uh, spoiler alert, not as great as when it's in New York. Oh, is it not? It was fine. Oh, yeah. Um, And... The other Kurt Russell, the the Big Trouble Little China was playing on TV. Yes. Man, is it funny to see young Kurt Russell again. Right? Because he has the same exact hair. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Is it real was hair? Like, how is your... I think part of it, yeah. Oh, good for you, Kurt Russell. I think. I don't know. I, I wish I could have hair like him and Jeff Bridges. I wish I could have their hair when I'm that old. Yeah, well, you just have to grow it. I was watching an interview with Jeff Bridges. Yes. And they said, do you ever get confused with anybody? And he goes... People say think I'm Kurt Russell all the time, so I just say thank you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, because yeah, they they, they okay, do kind of see that. especially as old guys, right? They play the same roles. Exactly. All right. What's your number three? My, no, number two. Did you do three already? I just did number three. I said my number three was Quiet Place. Oh, duh. Okay, number two. My number two 
is Bad Times at the El Royale. You had been waiting to see that I one. had been waiting to see this movie. I had been so excited. Yes. This movie was fantastic. This movie was, the cast was amazing. The story was amazing. Should I see it? Yes. This movie is so unpredictable. I love unpredictable movies. What is so good about a movie is if I walk into, I mean, specifically this happens a lot with horror, but if I walk into a movie, and let's just say it's a horror movie, and the cast is James Franco and uh, Seth Rogen and John Hamm and Miley Cyrus and some guy you remember from some TV show 10 years ago, take a wild stab at who's not seeing the end credits. The old guy. The guy who you don't know. Right. I love when an established, known actor eats it. Or for some reason... Who was that? What? No, I just just made up a bunch of names. Oh, I was like, wow. I just made up a bunch of names. Um, But I love when an established actor either eats it or just is not in the rest of the movie. It's just like in a scene and then that's it because it creates this unpredictable nature. Yeah, because you don't know. You really have no idea what's going to happen. There's a character in this movie that you totally forget is in this movie and they're so ominous about him and then he shows up and you're like you forget that he was in this movie because he doesn't show up till like the last 10 minutes oh my god and he's a good actor but a terrible disgusting person in this movie yes huh it's so good this movie is amazing if the number one movie had not come out and topped it this would have been my number one movie of the year because i loved it it's it's this thriller horror genre that is growing again and I love it because this could have been a if sorry to bother you could have been a twilight zone episode uh-huh. this could have been a hitchcock film wow does that make sense totally makes sense cuz it there's no sci-fi right it's just very like huh huh huh, huh? love that love that so would it be thorer what thorer what does thorer mean Thriller and horror to get together. The new genre is called thorror. No, it'd be thrower. Thrower. Right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a dumb Pokemon. <laughs> what Pokemon did you get? I got Charmander. I got thrower. Uh, what does it do? Nothing. <laughs> Wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> be- I throw begs, it. <laughs> begs for death. There you go. My number two is Mary <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns because I loved it. It was really good. My number two is poop. <laughs> No, because I'm not five years old. So, Dude, you just gave me such a mom look, but I could not help it. Which is my number two. My number two. Say it. Just say it. Say it without laughing. No, just say it without laughing. My number two is Mary. You can't say it. Because you messed me up. Anyway, Mary Poppins returns. Mary Poppins. Is fantastic cast is amazing we talked about it last week i love it but it's my number two it can't be my number one because i have to do something else for number one <laughs> all right what's yours my number one. Oh, is it number one yeah. yeah okay hold on i cracked myself up on mary poopins Whatever. Because I'm sure I'm not the first person that's ever. I'm also, sure you, you know what? No, here's what I bet. I bet I'm the first person over the age of six that has <laughs> ever said Mary Poopins. Probably because um, you're silly. Number one. That was my drum roll. Did it oh, come up? Yeah, I mean, fine. It was. It was a little bit. You know, I was actually surprised how much it didn't come up. Okay. My number one is Into the Spider Verse, or Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Okay. Without a doubt. Because we've talked about it on the show. Sort of. Uh, the what are you doing watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt, the best Spider-Man movie to ever be released. Wow. It is better than Homecoming. It is better than any of the Tobey Maguire movies. It is better than the Andrew Garfield movies. It could not exist without any of them. Right. But Miles Morales is a great, great character to get introduced to as this new Spider-Man. Every single actor that plays a version of Spider-Man in this movie is fantastic. There's one that they, and it's not, there's a couple. There's a post-credit scene 
that shows us two more Spider-Men that weren't really in the movie. Okay. There's one at the beginning that they do not talk about. And what's even crazier is Jake Johnson, who plays the old out of shape Spider-Man, re-recorded some of this other Spider-Man's lines. Right. Just for the trailer. So they did not give away that this guy was also in the movie playing Miles' universe's Spider-Man, who's 26, as opposed to Jake Johnson's universe's Spider-Man, who's 40. And how old is he really? Jake Johnson? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, you know all that good stuff. Like 30-something, probably. Okay. Uh, Leave Schreiber plays the Kingpin. Ooh. The art direction in this movie is incredible. The visuals of this movie are incredible. The characters in this movie are all amazing. There's... You have these normal characters. You have one girl, Penny Parker, who's like a Japanese kind of anime character. So her animation is different. Neat. Uh, Spider-Ham is more cartoony, more 2D. Yes. His animation is different. Like, it is so... He looks like Porky Pig. They even make a joke about Porky Pig and how he says, that's all, folks. And they go, I don't know if he can legally say that. (laughs) It is so... Good. It is like it's wholesome. It's enjoyable. Like I said, when I think we talked about it in the "What are you What are you watching?" segment, this whole first half of the movie feels like a huge metaphor for the loss of Stan Lee. It is an incredible movie, hands down, hands down, favorite movie of the year. I hope that this is able to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. I don't know where it fits in the uh, release thing, but this blows every other animated movie this year out of the water. Wow. Better than Wreck-It Ralph, better than anything else that's come out this year. It just was phenomenal. Oh, so I'll have to see it. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, well... Anybody that knows me or that has ever listened to the podcast, it's not going to be a surprise what my number one of the year is. And that would be Christopher Robin. Boo! Not boo. You loved this movie. I didn't cry. You cried. No, I didn't cry, actually. You cried like three times. You didn't cry? No, I don't cry at movies. What? Why? I don't know, except certain ones. I can't remember what it was, but I had an ugly cry. But anyway... Um, love this movie because I love Winnie the Pooh. I the it's beautiful CGI, right? The animals are CGI'd. No, yes. mom, what they did is a magic witch came and she no. cursed them. Anyway, me, me. I was just checking, making I sure. I think it's mostly CGI. I think probably for sometimes when if they're just standing there, right? Like what it's probably like an actual doll sitting there, and then they like use CGI to move it around. Oh, well, I, it's yeah. great. And McGregor, Ewan, Ewan McGregor is phenomenal love him. in this movie. Love the voices. We talked about this. We did an entire episode just just on this movie. movie, So we won't have to go over. But love, 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 love this movie. Bought it for your grandma for Christmas because it's amazing and she loved it too. So we say it's our number one of 2018. What do you mean we? Me and grandma. Oh, okay. I was like, what? You don't speak for me. (laughs) I never try. So that's it. It was a great year for movies. Yes. What? No, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, but you know what? When the Oscars come up and they announce the the movies for movies of the year, we should try to see them all. We should do an Oscar episode. Yes, we should. I but don't just know what on that the mean. movies of the year. Oh, didn't we do that last year? I, yeah, we but I don't were remember. Like, Here's if... the categories, and you were like, I haven't seen any of right, these. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That this year, the movies right. of the year, we're going to do our best. And well, I try and see them anyway. Because like, remember, with, like three billboards. I like really wanted to see three billboards, right. and they got nominated for like every single Oscar, and it didn't win like any. I think it won a couple. Sam Rockwell won. Sam Rockwell, where you been? Uh, he's isn't. I don't. Why do I want to say he's in Vice? What's that? About Dick Cheney? He is. He's playing. Do you see who he's playing? Uh-uh. Which is perfect casting. He's playing George W. Bush. I was going to say, yeah. And Christian Bale is yeah. uh, Dick Cheney. I've heard that it does not paint Dick Cheney in the best light. Yeah. No. I. That's which is I insane to me because he's alive. Right. And he could just be like, don't make this. Like, yeah, but they did. And it's. Getting, I think it's going to be nominated. Yeah. So it's, it's Steve Carell's in it again as yeah. Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see this just for Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Like I think him. Like when I saw that first trailer of Christian Bale and Sam Rockwell sitting there as both their respective characters, I just was like, oh duh. Right. Like, exactly. Like even Christian Bale is probably going to hurt himself for how much he gains and loses weight. Right. But like, 
man, does that guy He did a great commit. job. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it looks really good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's our top 10 of 2018. That's it. All right. We will see you next week for a regular episode. See you next year. Okay. That's no, it get is. it? Because next year. I, I get it. And that's next episode. Okay. Well, let's try that again. <laughs> the next episode yes. will come out in 2019. We will not have an episode till 2019. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. See you next year. That's right. Happy New Year. Hey, Mom, guess what? What? Mary Poopins. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.